Welcome back to the Maui Noka Oi and Silver Shark Media podcast. I'm Jason Evans from Silver Shark Media. So this series is going to look and sound a little different for a bit. I co-host this series with Diane Woodburn, who many in our community know from her time at Maui Noka Oi magazine. And we first started this podcast in the early stages of COVID to try to provide insight into navigating through a global pandemic. We always wanted this to be a resource for listeners to understand the people behind a business, nonprofit, and different community leaders here on Maui. How, when, and even if to resume this series has been something we've wrestled with in the last month. There are no words to express the impact the Maui wildfires have had and will continue to have, so we won't pretend we know how to accurately summarize it all. What we will try to do is what we did during the early stages of COVID, which is try to provide insight into resources and organizations that are out there leading the way. We want to try our best to be respectful and forward-looking. We've been in touch with the Maui Hotel and Lodging Association and decided to have our first set of guests interact with some of their leaders. So our guest today is Leanne Dreesen, co-owner and director of sales and marketing of Trilogy Excursion. So Leanne, welcome back to our podcast series. Hi, Jason. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. And mahalo for coming back to our series. Um, I do want to start out by expressing to you and the entire Trilogy family uh, sympathies and, and support for everything that you've gone through over the last month. And so we'll, we'll try to navigate through this from a business perspective um, and get your thoughts on, on things moving forward. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a challenging month for sure, but we are, we're looking for the, towards the future and making the right choices to, to keep moving forward. Yeah. Well, I will start off today with the easiest question, which is essentially to remind our listeners um, how and when Trilogy first started um, decades ago. We just celebrated our 50th anniversary, so it was an incredible milestone event, and uh, um, obviously in the wake of the fires, like such a beautiful thing that we could have celebrated as a community, because we had it, a big celebration at the Old Lahaina Luau in May, so that was a wonderful um, event to have, and again, a milestone to celebrate. We are a family-owned and operated business. Uh, My, the business was started by my grandfather and his family, so my dad his brother, um, sister, and, and mom, uh, they basically, long story short, my, my grandfather sunk his boat in southeastern Alaska. He was a, a charter boat captain, and he asked my dad and um, his other son, Randy, to build a new boat with him. Um, they did that, took two years to build, and when they were done, they decided to take it out to the open seas and see what it could do. So ended up spending two years sailing the, the, the Pacific, going from Alaska all the way down to the South Pacific and essentially ended up in Hawaii. And that was in July of, of the early 70s. And by uh, 1973, they started their first uh, tour, taking guests from the Lahaina Harbor out of Maui to the island of Lanai on a day trip. And that tour is our flagship tour, and it still remains today. So it's, it's a, a beautiful thing um, 50 years later to still be doing what we're doing and um, we've added some boats to our fleet, but the, the spirit of, of what we do, the aloha that we have for our guests and the desire to show them an incredible day on the water and Maui's beauty hasn't changed. Yeah, it truly is a, a wonderful family story. So you go from 1973, when you start 2023, how many employees at that point has the company grown to from this idea that was hatched 50 years ago? Pre-fires, we had 163 employees, so we've grown quite quite a lot. And what's that been like for you, sort of continuing the family business side? 
working with family and, and continuing this, this mission? It's been beautiful. Uh, I mean, I know family businesses, it's challenging. There's lots to consider in uh, the decisions you make and how you work with um, your family members. And we're kind of unique in that the bulk of our family is still working in the business. So we really are family operated. But luckily, individually, we all fell into different roles that really complement each other. So there's no competition within the business and we are very supportive of one another and I think that's just been part of our success as a family unit is is being able to work so closely together and still have that love and respect for each other as we um do business yeah yeah. (laughs) business business has a lot of challenges what would be your top bit of advice for those who are looking to go into business with family as someone with such experience in the realm I'd say my, my, my handful of advice would, you know, I, I think having shared value is incredibly important. Um, vision, uh, which stems from your value system, uh, that will make things easier. If you guys do have a set of shared values when you are faced with harder decisions to make. Uh, I would also suggest bringing in an outside consultant. We've had a handful of really wonderful family business specific consultants come through and help us navigate um, the emotional side of things as well as um, the the business decision making side of things. So I'd say those two, two things would definitely get people on the right foot in the right direction. Yeah. Very, very good piece of advice. Well, I I will make my first awkward transition and I want to remind our audience um, that I'm asking these questions. It's kind of from a business perspective so that other businesses and community members and visitors understand what, kinds of decisions um, you and your team has been making and will continue to make. Um, I, you know, as we talked about before, I, I, you know, we're not going to really go into the events themselves, but let's talk about post-fire and immediate aftermath. Um, Trilogy, one of the many companies to, to jump in and help with community support. So can you kind of walk me through how you go about putting a plan into action to start ensuring you know, support for both your staff and local community here on Maui? Sure. So, you know, we are a, I was born and raised on Maui. So our, we're a local Kama'aina company and the community has always been our backbone. We, we live on a small island. It's so important that you have these relationships with your neighbors, um, with other businesses, with other business entities. And um, as such, after, I mean, on the heels of the fire, it was a no-brainer that we would do all we could to mobilize and support our Lahaina community as best as we could. We were part of the first responders uh, with the Coast Guard, um, bringing people out of danger um, on the Lahaina break wall in in that late evening, early morning. Um, And then the next morning, um, being part of a convoy of, of bringing supplies in and out of Lahaina or Kaanapali and also uh, bringing people who are stuck and needed to get reunited with family members off um, out of Kaanapali and, and uh, back to Ma'alaya. And so that's just something we were doing continuously, um, bringing in supplies, creating <laughs> drop-off stations um, at you know, different employees' houses. We were we were collecting a ton of donations, and then, you know, all of Maui really came together um, in in such a beautiful, powerful way. Like no one was waiting for, you know, a government entity to say this is what you do, and 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 wait, you know, 
their permission to do so. It's just, right. it was like this beautiful reaction that people mobilized and were like, we need to help as best as we can. So um, Trilogy was a part of that. We're so grateful to have been a part of that. And, um, you know, so many other companies also stepped up and stepped in and, uh, you know, we worked together and, and we, we collectively made a difference um, in people's dire circumstances out the gate just by having that mobilization um, and bringing, you know, essential or meeting people's essential needs up front. So that was just, you know, in the first week and a half, two weeks after the fires. Um, as since then, uh, we have been, we've been working with Global Empowerment Mission, um, also known as GEM. They're a large nonprofit um, that are known to come into these crisis areas and be boots on the ground. Um, they're very transparent with, with how they administer financial need and um, the funding on that. And so we've been lucky to be able to open up an account with them. And a lot of our donations are, have from our guests who have been asking, how can we support Trilogy? How can we support Maui? We've directed them to that account and that money has been able to um, directly benefit families affected or displaced by the fires through like visa gift cards and uh, most recently buying a bunch of tools for different handymen who lost all their tools in the fire and just trying to get people back on their feet um, job wise. Our employees, a few of them have been uh, volunteering, um, helping with housing, trying to locate, uh, bring people long-term housing solutions as well. You, you touched on donations from your customers. Um, I couldn't help but notice a, a lot of your customers that had booked upcoming trips you know, on social media were leaving comments on sort of, hey, we're, we're canceling our trip, but please keep our reservation and use it as a donation. Um, and that seemed to almost snowball where others kind of jumped on and said, yeah, like we're not coming or we're going to postpone coming, but just keep what we had booked and use that as a donation to help the, the community. When you see comments like that rolling in, um, is that something you could have anticipated so rapidly from folks that, um, you know, your sort of visitor section? I would say for, that I'm, I wasn't surprised by um, people's generosity. I think, again, Trilogy being in business for 50 years, we've, we've met thousands of incredible people from around the world. And um, Maui is a special place for, for many. And they come back time and time again. And we've been fortunate enough to be a part of people's um, Maui vacations year over year. And so as such, it was a beautiful reaction to see people wanting to help um, in any way they could, wanting to help our business, wanting to help uh, the, the families, uh, the Lahaina community in, in different ways. And so, yeah, we had tons of emails coming throughout out the gate um, where people were just asking, where can we donate? What can we do? Can we send boxes? They wanted to send boxes of supplies, of, of even food and clothing and yeah. um, Costco gift cards. I mean, just it ran the gamut and it was really cool and appreciated. And, and then from a business perspective, the, you know, our business dropped 95% um, in the course of four days. Yeah. So that was pretty um, intense for us. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we did was we, we proactively reached out to the guests who still had reservations with us. And we did say, Hey, if you're not comfortable coming to Maui, would you consider donating your trip? 
um, so that, you know, the, the money can stay here in, in the business and we can then um, give that trip to a family or a first responder family who they just need a little fun, you know, like it's been a, it's been a heavy um, month and the ocean is really healing. Being out on the water and that experience is a really, um, it, it, it's a, it's a beautiful way to um, give someone something that isn't, you know, necessarily monetary, but it's an experience that can actually help in their mental state and in their path towards recovery. So it was cool that many of our guests did choose to donate their tours, and that was awesome. Wow, and I, I did see that you're gifting those tours to folks that have been displaced and, and impacted and, you know, as sort of this cathartic gesture, if you will. How will that work, you know, now and going forward as you as you reach out and, as you said, just give folks a chance to get out on the water, um, maybe decompress for a couple hours um, just to to kind of reconnect a little bit? Right. It's. I mean, Lahaina, we're an oceanside community where the beach is part of our, our day-to-day life. It's um, being on the water is part of our day-to-day life. So I think um, offering, you know, in, a, in this type of experience to our community is something that they normally probably wouldn't do um, or make time for perhaps. And so having it be a gift and say, please join us. We want to, we want to, you know, give you five hours out on the water to just be with your family, see your kids laugh, be in the ocean, snorkel, let us feed you, like let's sail, let's, let's enjoy the beauty of Maui. And um, we've already had a couple families join us uh, with these donated tours and it's been really cool. I would like to think that it is part of the healing experience. I know personally it's, it's, it, it, it's been that way for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the families that we have had on our boats um, have also shared that same sentiment that it was really appreciated and that they didn't realize how much they needed that until they were out on the water with us. Yeah. And you, know, you also were, you and your team was a big part of the Ukamehame paddle out. You had a lot of members from the Trilogy staff participate in that. Um, obviously, if you work on a boat, you're probably pretty connected to the water to, to have that career. Um, what was that like for your team to be part of this large community event last week as well? It was awesome. It was so beautiful. Um, we were one of many boats that were able to go and join the paddle out. Uh, I, I believe there was probably over 500 people that that were at that paddle out from the beach and then some, again, from the, from the boats that were uh, present and I think it was uh, collectively just a it was part of our healing process um, I mean paddle outs are essentially like a funeral it's a celebration of life it's a celebration of what you had and what you still have in a different way <laughs> so uh, to see everyone gather and with that amount of like love and uh, commitment to one another standing in, or I guess, sitting on our boards in solidarity and um, just, it was a beautiful reflection of the community we have. Um, and it was a powerful way of also receiving a bit of closure to what happened mm-hmm. and looking forward towards the future of, of, you know, brighter days ahead that, you know, I hope come. As you look towards the future, and, and I, I certainly am not making an apples to apples comparison, but when you look back at something like COVID where a lot of businesses were communicating with each other on how we navigate this together, um, has that been, has there been a similar approach 
for a lot of businesses to be in communication with each other on how um, you're balancing both your employee situation and the community situation um, and, you know, the business situation in the future as there has, are there lessons from COVID that have been beneficial in terms of, you know, company-wide communications? One of the cool things that we've seen has been Outer Islands actually reaching out to us within the boating industry, um, offering jobs to our employees because they're like, we know you, you know, not and not in a um, disrespectful way at all, but just offering employment and almost temporary employment to say, hey, we can, you know, we could use two to three people um, on our island for the time being. And, and when you guys are back up and running, you know, like bring them back. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. that was, that's been really cool uh, to have other outer island communities trying to help with our employment issues as well, because uh, we want our people to stay in Maui. We want the talent to stay here. We want to see uh, families be, be able to rebuild and have, the money to rebuild and, and the jobs to rebuild. So employment issue right now is a, is a heavy one and one that we're trying to navigate and, you know, don't have quick solutions for. So maybe the frustrating side of, uh, is that we have, Maui has reco- just recently recovered from COVID. So right. um, in terms of the, the, the impact it had on businesses. And so it is, it, it has triggered a lot of um, people, you know, with this, um, almost like a PTSD reaction of like, oh my gosh, is this happening again? Um, yes, we did learn certain things from COVID on a business level that allowed us to react more efficiently in the wake of, of this disaster where tourism just immediately stopped and we had to make some, um, you know, big decisions on staffing as well as the community, yeah, how we communicate to our guests, how we communicate to our employees. Um, so that was helpful having, you know, already have done, had done that, but different, unlike COVID, Maui's the only island that's being affected by this. The other islands um, nationwide, obviously, is, is it's not COVID. We're not getting that federal funding um, to help businesses through this. Um, and that is hard to feel like we're going through COVID, but, feel, but we're doing it all alone. What? does in this all of these are impossible questions to ask so I, I at least admit that on the front end but what does the future look like for the balance of getting your business back more operational to keep local employees having income um, but also balancing the reality uh, of what lies ahead in this what will be a multi-year recovery process for Lina in particular? I think that our, our state, our county, um, our, you know, our, our local officials here, they need to make it easier for us, uh, not just our industry, our, the boating industry for one, um, I'm sure other industries within the visitor industry will have shared the same sentiment, but they need to make it easier for businesses to operate their business. Maui has been known to have a fair amount of red tape to do things on a business level, especially within the boating industry, lots of regulations. Not to say that, you know, the regulations that should be in there, great. But I think in light of the fact that a ton of boat companies have lost their home harbor of Lahaina, um, trying to survive this, 
which, you know, might take, yeah, three to five years before we see the harbor coming back. I'm not quite sure on the timeline on that, but it's not going to be soon. Um, we just require people in those power positions to perhaps see things differently. And maybe it's in the short term, um, but, uh, but be creative in how they allow um, businesses to, to operate or, or try to operate during this um, rebuilding period, if that makes sense. I think it makes sense. You're running, you're still running tours out of Matawaya. What determines when you're able to expand your offerings? I mean, so a lot of our, uh, we are running a, a few tours out of Ma'alaya. Um, we were a seven boat fleet. We lost one boat in the fire. We are down to, um, right now, we're only allowed to run basically four of our boats. So this is where, you know, working with CLNR comes into play um, with permitting or having exceptions during this time, um, trying to uh, keep our boats operational. Uh, the biggest challenge right now for us as a boat company is trying to operate off Kaanapali Beach. Uh, there's no easy way to fuel or bring water to your boat. Uh, all the Kaanapali boats always use the harbor, Lahaina Harbor, for that. So that's going to be a challenge for all Kaanapali boat operators is how are we safely able to operate um, logistically off the beach there. So that's something we've been talking with other boat companies about and, and trying to come up with, with some sustainable solutions for. As you work through these challenges, is there any message that you'd like to put out there to either the community or um, folks who are trying to decide if they should, when and if they should visit Maui in the future? I would say Maui, you know, we're, we're, we're a, a beautiful, resilient island. We have so many um, passionate people here that love what they do, and I definitely encourage visitors to to come to explore other parts of our island. We are a large island and there's so many cool things to do on this island. Um, and also to know that their visit is supporting us. It's supporting tons of local businesses that do, do rely on, on, on the visitor industry. And um, it's helping us keep our people employed. We, as a company, do a lot for our, for our community. It's, um, just part of the heart of who we are, but we can't do that to the extent that we want if we are not operational and um, being, you know, we have to run a business. So we are not set up as a nonprofit, uh, though we do a lot of nonprofit-like work. It's only because we can actually um, make a profit and, and, and run a business. So uh, in that sense, we just, we are looking forward to, having our boats more full, having our boats sailing, um, welcoming people to Maui and keeping our wonderful staff employed. They are the best of the best. And it just is so heartbreaking to not have work for them at this moment. And so, um, yeah, just hopeful that we can start seeing more business come in so that we can continue our operations. And as guests, uh, return to Maui and they and they book their accommodations. I would hope that they choose to stay at hotels and not Airbnbs or VRBOs that I, I would hope could be rented long term to families who have been displaced. Well, I want to thank you so much for your insight and what is a really hard time. And 
you know, it's not lost on me, Leanne, that you were one of our first guests during the COVID pandemic. So I will have to make a promise to you now that the next time we talk, we'll be in just normal-ish, nicer times when you're not coming off uh, either, you know, tragedy or pandemic. Um, so Right. <laughs> that would be great. I'll hold you to it. <laughs> Our next podcast will be will be, will be very cheery and um, and it, different well, topics altogether. Different topics altogether for, for sure. So Leanne, thank you so much for your time. Um, I will allow you if folks want to keep up to date with um, as things evolve with Trilogy. What is the best way for people to continue to be up to date on information uh, for everything Trilogy? Um, follow us on Instagram at Sale Trilogy. S-A-I-L Trilogy. Also visit our website, saletrilogy.com. That's where we pretty much post all of our information. You can join our newsletter uh, where we also send out a lot of, um, yeah, new new and exciting things. And of course, we welcome you to come sailing with us. Would love love you all. Join us on a tour. Whether you live on Maui or visiting, uh, would love to share a day out on the water with you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Leanne. And wish you you and your staff and, and family all the best. Thanks, Jen. Appreciate it.